0: Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart.
1: All right, over here on the Cumberland Plateau, the wind just picked up. It looks like it's going to take down a few trees, but otherwise it's sunny. Now, I had to talk to you about all about something. Uh, just recently, uh, got done with the audio book for uh, *The Gulag Archipelago* by Alexander Sol- Solzhenitsyn. And uh, they say if you read this book, it will change change the way you look at things. And I'll tell you, <laughs> it did. It did. It did. It really did. Uh, the guy is extremely uh, literate articulate. Uh, he's been through, the, he's been through the, the wars, man. Literally been through the wars. And uh, what, he, what he divulged about uh, the uh, Soviet Union and what went on there uh, will make you think twice about accepting people like Governor Newsom or Chuck Schumer speaking to you uh, so as far as I'm concerned, they're speaking out of places. If you're in the rural communities, uh, we have nothing to say to them. Uh, hey, Chucky, I'll run a bayonet right through you, giving half the chance. That's why I'm going to go back to New York. I run into you. I'm just going to stomp you. And I'll stomp the guys. Uh, guarding you, too. I think I can do it. But uh, I'm, uh, uh, these people, you have to understand what they did in the Soviet Union. Now let's start from the beginning, because you know, like guys like Lenin and Marx. Well, Lenin, my feelings about Lenin is he was a professional malcontent, and he was he he was. When I started to go into Russian history with with the book, I found out that Russia had a big Freemason problem, and I'm willing to bet that the Lenin family were high-ranking Freemasons. His brother got away with trying to assassinate the czar half a dozen times. He got slapped on the wrist for it. He finally did get shot. But, uh, and then Lenin swore vengeance on him, uh, on the czar. Uh, And the, the guy never worked a day in his life. As far as I could tell, uh, he lived a pan- Oh, they tell you oh he was exiled. He was exiled. I, I wish somebody'd exile me the way he was exiled. Uh, fly fishing and on the tundras and stuff. Uh, it was like a vacation. Uh, he was taken into uh, into Russia like Germany's secret weapon again. I smell Freemasons all over it, uh, and they released him like a plague there. Uh, now. His ideas, eh. you know. I keep telling you, Marx has a lot to offer. you not understand about Marx? he's a Jew. He's a Jew. Uh, you know, the first, the first thing Marx wrote is is on dealing with the Jewish question. Uh, he called them orphan anglers, and he thought his system would, would 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 you know put them to work and producing things. So you know, uh, it's because of a person's uh, you know. A certain you know he was the son of a rabbi yeah but uh a lot of what he said made sense it was, and it's time for these degenerate uh oligarchs uh and and, and aristocrats it was it's time for them to take a fall when he wrote that book uh they, all rent seeking uh they weren't producing anything and they were living off the blood of, of the working people uh so they took this to russia uh, Russia has a huge illiterate population, uh, uh, you know, these, these peasant people. Uh, and they, they, to top it all off, they have a highly literate uh, population. Some of the best writers that ever lived came from Russia. And uh, some of your, your most educated people, uh, like Joseph Stalin, uh, came from Russia. So they, 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 they homogenized this into a system. Uh, Lenin did not live long. Uh, he had a couple of strokes, and Stalin pretty much uh, took over um, he, because of his, his aptitude. Now, you got to understand about Joseph Stalin. Uh, he is not a barbarian or, or uh, a crazed. Uh, he was a brilliant, brilliant man. He, he devoured books, uh, all the classics, he, he went to seminary school for you idiots that are calling him a Jew. Uh, he studied under, under, under Georgi Gondizhev, uh, who was a very good friend of his. And uh, when Gundyshev died, all Stalin wanted to know was, did he condemn me? Because he had condemned a couple other people in, high high up in the rankings. And uh, they thought this would send him straight to hell. Uh, you know, Gundyshev was like their, uh, he was their guru. Uh but in any case, they, they made advances, uh, and, and they, 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 they were doing okay. They were doing okay through the 20s. But Stalin, he kind of got greedy or he, he was in a rush. He was in a rush, I would say. And what he wanted to do, he wanted to go to this, something called a, a collectivization. That means they were going to come everything was going to be a collective and the agriculture. Where these 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 farm people, they didn't read or anything like that, or write. They didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, uh, they had to t- turn in their farm. They would make whole counties into a single collective. You weren't allowed to own chickens, cows, horse. Uh, if you owned a horse, you could be called a kulak, which in other words was the oppressor. And they set up these kulaks uh, and. Uh, they, they, I think it was like six million of these kulaks, which were nothing but small rural farmers, along with everybody else who protested. And believe me, nobody wanted to do this collectivization but Stalin. I mean, Trotsky was. Uh, that's basically why he had to leave the country. Uh, they were all dead set against it. As in, uh, that's why I always like National Socialism better. And National Socialism, your rights as a property owner are guaranteed. They're guaranteed by Fedor. Uh, and they're guaranteed under the 25 points, too. But, uh, Stalin wanted, he, what was going on is they they, they were replacing animals, uh, draft animals, with tractors and stuff. And Stalin wanted to create these huge agricultural farms. He's looking at the United States. And, uh, he thought the only way to do it in the Soviet Union was, was to create these huge collectives. And uh, it worked. It, it, it actually worked for the first year. 1930, they got, had a bumper crop, uh, a record crop of grain and stuff. And after that, it went steadily downhill. Well, they came to a, a famine. Uh, by, by 1933, they were in a famine because these, these people, they lost all incentive to produce anymore. What went on with the bureaucrats? With the bureaucrats, and the, 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 the torturous way they treated these people, you had probably thirty million, thirty-five million people were, 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 were killed either by famine, shot, or starved. They, they, they'd send these people with, with practically naked into fifty-degree below zero weather into, this, uh, into these gulags, and the time to make them work. Uh, The criminals were better than they were. Like if you were uh, what they called a thief, you'd get a three-year sentence and you'd be in charge of the gulag when you went there. Uh, And they'd beat up the the, the political presidents, which were not really political presidents. They were people that simply disagreed with the collectivization. Uh, They were good communists. A lot of them went... Uh, uh, they, they, they thought of it as a badge of honor. Okay, you're going to throw me in a gulag, you're going to throw me in prison for what I believe. And, you know, they, they, they were like, uh, they were standing on ceremony. We are good communists, you know. We'll go, we'll go, you're wrong. Uh, and this went on, this went on until like 1954 to 1956 when uh, Khrushchev's kind of, kind of relaxed it. And like I said, millions and millions of people were starved, enslaved shot uh and this brings me around to like well you see a lot of it uh with with these uh these these audio books well i'll include the audiobook i have because it's over 70 hours and it's the on the bridge version but they talk about woke now this is this is where woke is going to go uh i hope you know that because these are slackers And that's what happened in the Soviet Union, too. You had the people, never did a day's work in their lives. They were given petty bureaucratic uh, positions. uh, And they took it out. They took it out on the people that worked on the rural populace. Uh, And I'm thinking... You all need, anybody who's who's from from a rural background, needs to list, read this, listen to it. You don't have to read it. I'm not going to make you, make you read, uh, uh, it's 1,800 pages, but it's an audio. Just listen to it like I did when you're going to bed and stuff instead of watching freaking game shows and stuff and understand what could happen. Because I, I, you see, they're using a lot of the same tactics now. Uh, and... Uh, it's, it's, it's not even communism. Uh, this collectivization has little to nothing to do with communism. Uh, this is Stalin's idea, and it turned out to be an extremely bad idea. And it eventually resulted in the fall of the Soviet Union. And the animosity that's still prevalent there today for, 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 for uh, leftist thought, uh, which is what, why why the West horrifies these people uh they 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 see the twentieth century and twenty in the twenty first century West. So with that I'm gonna turn it over to Phil. Okay, cool. Morning.
0: I've got uh a couple of things. A couple of things I wanted to make note of uh about where you just went. Um you you were talking about Stalin and and the Marxist background and the Marxist beliefs uh, I think they they and the Germans both uh, incorporated a lot of uh, Nietzsche at the same time. Phil,
1: the biggest mistake Hitler made was, was was invading Russia. Stalin wanted to be his friend. He thought they had a lot in common. Uh, I mean, maybe he could have buffered Stalin's uh, hardness towards his own people, too, because Hitler was... Much more of a, uh, you know, he, he was he had much much more empathy than Stalin did. Stalin was just what his name said, man steel. He was a very hard man. They've always uh,
0: between Russia and Germany, um, they've always had issues over borders.
1: Right, uh, right. It, well, Stalin was shocked when Hitler invaded. It, he never expected it. He thought they were
0: allies forever. Um, and, and then you were talking about what happened as far as the rural people being illiterate. Um, and the, we see the same thing here. They're teaching illiteracy. Yeah. Um, I know people that have lived in this area their entire lives that do not read and cannot read. And I saw the statistics this last week, and funny you bring this up, that uh, 80% of people after they leave high school won't ever read a book cover to cover again in their life.
1: Well, Phil, what does a rural person have... uh, What incentive does a rural person have to read? Are they going to read the New York Times? Are they going to read the New Yorker? I, I mean, that stuff is as alien to them as the Mars or the moon. Right, and it goes to my second thing that I wanted to
0: talk about with regard to the illiteracy is... Uh, and, and we can get into this a little bit later because this is the, one of the things that I think we need not only you and I, but as a, uh, a group uh, to have a discussion about, which is the AI that is being programmed in and is now available from Google and another one from Microsoft that will write your books for you, give it an idea, and it does all your research, all of this shit. look at what has happened to the school systems and what they teach. Now, this started years ago, and I've already been out there before, but the federal government had their Blueprint 2000 when my daughter was in in school. I saw Blueprint 2000 in the mid-'90s in action, and that was part of the reason my daughter when she was in eighth grade, never uh, went back to public school was because of that Blueprint 2000. Uh, She came home and had to, and this was even before that, she was probably 10 or 11. She came home from school, had to do a report in social studies on Abe Lincoln, Um, and she was having some difficulty with it because what the history book that her school was using compared to what I learned and you learned uh, was totally different. And I gave her references that showed the differences. Uh, She did a uh, compare and contrast more than she did a report on Abe Lincoln and she got an A on the material. But the point is, we, we've we been seeing it, people have been saying it for years and years and years, they're rewriting history. They're rewriting history, and again, it comes back to another catchphrase, they're dumbing down America. And what that does, it there is no incentive in schools for people to learn history anymore. And then we come back to another catchphrase, phrase, those who are forget the past are doomed to repeat it. And so we see all of this occurring. Well those catchphrases are truisms. Um, one of the things I, I didn't hear you bring up with regard to the early Soviet Union was the, the shuffling of people. If a farmer didn't want to be part of the collective, that farmer was sent to a city. And one of those, quote, criminals that was sent to the gulag or one of the cronies of somebody in the city who wanted a vacation was sent out to run that farm. So they had unskilled people trying to run these big-ass farms with no training whatsoever because the farmer didn't want to be part of a collective. He had
1: a good life. Well, it didn't help that they shot 2 million kulaks, which were the farmers that knew what they were doing. So now now we shot everybody that knows how to grow a cabbage, and, and we send, uh, you know, a mobster out there to grow the cabbage with the uh, the dummies, and that's, which is basically what they did. Uh... Right.
0: And And so now we're in a situation where, in the United States, to compare it, the illiteracy rate is through the roof. The the teaching of history and the past and how we've overcome the past is not being learned by anyone because we keep repeating the same shit.
1: Yeah, no, no, I don't count. I, you think you think illiterate because you read books by Jewish authors in the New York Times bestsellers list? I beg to differ with you. Uh, have you read? Dissidents. Have you read Nietzsche? Have you re- have you read any? Of, have you read Schiller? Have you read Whitehead? Have, have you, you read Marx? Have you read Marx? Exactly, all these Marxists. You never read Marx, did you? You didn't know that he thought Jews were finaglers. I know that from the way a lot of you talk. Uh, or have you read
0: John <laughs> Adams or Thomas Jefferson or any of the writings of those people? You know. Well, I want to get to that our Constitution it's it, all of this is not required any longer to graduate from this system we call public school um anyway that that's my response to to what you were saying anyway i'll let you go on from there
1: well you know we're talking about schools how how how, how this guy won the nobel prize for this 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 uh this book uh basically he was the uh, nemesis of stalin and, uh, most, uh, most academics and intellectuals agree he's the most important writer of the 20th century. Why is that book not being read in grade school for, by kids? That, that, that book should be part of a seventh or eighth grade curriculum, and it should be the, the, a whole study course. We wouldn't have so many people running around with 70 IQs with their hands sticking out if that was the case, and they knew where that ended up. Uh...
0: Where we're going to end up because they don't know where they're going to end up. We're heading
1: up. right for it, Bill. That was probably what you know. Uh, it's depressing to read it. I, I see the same, uh, the same tactics that were used by by, by these these bureaucrats, and the Bolshevik bureaucrats in the 20th century. They're being used again here. They're being used by people like Gavin Newsom, uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, all, all the rest of them from these these these, these urban areas. And and at least at least uh, at one time, like in the days of Stalin and stuff, well, the urban areas had something to add. They were industrializing. They were producing. These people are producing nothing. Where you come off? Where does Chuck Schumer come off talking the way he talks about 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 white people? I, I mean, those he's are he's a New Yorker. No, those are words of war. I, I, those are words of war. And you know what? California's had a massive fifty percent crop failure. Uh, we should be lobbying our, our local governments to cut them off, cut their food supply off. Why, should, why are we feeding them? They are, their en- they are our enemies. They've repeatedly, Chucky e. Schumer has repeatedly come on and told us that we, white people, are the enemy of the republic. So if we're your enemy, Chucky, it's time you start suffering the consequences of of making. That's the problem with Jewish guys like Chucky Schumer. They never had a fight in the schoolyard. They're, They're dialecticians, and they know nothing about getting in a real fight. We could organize wildcat strikes. We could stop the trains. And the trains got a big reason to stop because their strike was squashed by the Biden administration that led up to that crash in East Palestine, spilling those toxins. And that was in December. That was in December. Uh, they, they, they they wouldn't even let you have a sick day, those of you that work on the railroad. You can't even have a sick day. Oh, uh, we have nothing in common with, with these, these urban governments and, and these albany or, or sacramento or or portland uh, we have absolute they add nothing to the conversation i am sorry i've said it repeatedly silicon valley produces snake oil okay that's that all that is is dr good you know uh, dr good. uh you cannot eat anything silicon valley produces we better remember we live off the land. We don't live off of pressing buttons. It does nothing for you. it. Entertains us. It's it's it's, it's a game practically. Uh, I I mean yes, me and Phil use use these things to disseminate information, but you know why are you? I'm not. I don't put any social media. Why would I go on Facebook or Twitter? I was on them, but I learned my lesson. Yeah, you
0: learn the lesson that they're going to. The, and, and we're not just talking about government here. We're talking about big tech. And, and we got a lot of mouthpieces in government saying they're going to do something about big tech. When you get down to it, it's, it's the censorship, uh, implied or intentional or non-intentional censorship, that is causing the issues that we're seeing now you were thrown off of Facebook we're not allowed to advertise on Facebook we're not allowed to advertise on Amazon you can't do anything on Twitter and and this last week I was talking to a friend of mine he, he runs a an indoor as well as an indoor shooting range as well as a training center an outdoor 60 acre training center and, and uh, the first time, He tried to advertise he was having a class at his indoor range. They went through three layers of websites to get to his website where his scheduling is at because you can go online and sign up for the classes. They banned him from Facebook because he has something to do with guns. And this guy's providing the training for this entire area.
1: That, you know, what happened in the Soviet Union is they tried to rebel against this. All they had was shotguns and hatchets, you know, and they were fighting the Red Army with that. So if they had had assault rifles or state they didn't have assault rifles then, but if they had state-of-the-art military weapons, none of that stuff would have ever happened. It would have been too costly, and, and, and uh, the military consequences would would have been too costly. As it was, they were being ambushed. They were being ambushed with guys with, with one-shot, single-shot hunting rifles, sawed-off shotguns, and and hatchets. And you don't have to have any literacy to, to take
0: back your own freedom.
1: Right, right. Well, you should never give it up in the first place. Uh, this. And they, they
0: tried not to.
1: I keep saying I hate to sound like a broken record, but the only way we're going to really avoid this is through balkanization. I I I don't want to listen to a word Chuck Schumer has to say. Why am I exposed to that piece of shit? Why am I exposed to like even DC? They have nothing to do with my life. Uh, none of them have ever 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 had to go out and work for a living. None of them have ever produced anything uh well, what is our, what is our choice uh, the, kennedy is the first guy i've ever seen that, that that's going to run that actually has a resume uh what do these people do uh, you think you think iron jesus or trump is going to be a, the guy's an actor he's a game show host man that's his resume uh i've talked before about how far his, he goes back with my family 40 years 40 years <laughs> But uh, that's not the answer. Uh, the answer is autonomy for counties. Uh, this, this collectivization uh, and this, this giant state, it does not work. It was proved in the 20th century, a century of warfare, that that's what it led to. Uh, and these globalists. A century of lying and
0: after the Fed came into place about the economy lying to the American people constantly about the economy. They change every month. They, they redo the numbers and report the numbers. They change how they report the numbers to make them look good. If you looked at the numbers the way they were reported in the 1920s, we're worse off than they were then.
1: Well, the problem with America is we've went to a rent-seeking economy, uh, as first defined by David Ricardo. Uh, that that uh, Rent-seeking means like when you when when you seek the profit without without actually producing anything uh all lobbying is rent seeking uh and uh some economists have estimated that this this rent seeking uh has uh, decreased the average income in America by 45%. You're making half of what you you should be making those of you who are producing because of people that are sitting around on Wall Street uh, in in D.C. lobbying and paying off these these, these creatures uh, that that the news is telling us are are, are, are legislators. Uh, And uh, we're we're getting half of what we should be getting for our labor as far as producing something. It will be very easy. To pay taxes to fix the roads, to pay taxes to house the homeless, to pay taxes to feed the hungry. If we didn't have to pay
0: billions in payouts out there, half of what else.
1: we make is going to these, these parasites, these rent seekers. And, and it's it's another part of the educational system. Uh, they, they, these kids have been taught to go into this. Uh, I mean, the AAU encourages this kind of uh You want to go to college? Take a loan out. And go learn how to scam somebody. Go learn a pyramid scam. Go go learn learn how to sell insurance. Go learn how to lobby. Go learn. Uh, you know this, this this is all stuff that has has uh, led led to where we are now, which is on the precipice of of, of basically a civil war. Uh,
0: and going back to Silicon Valley, um, thinking about that. um, The the folks in Silicon Valley are redundant. And and the last year of development of that new website, uh, the new human, I I think I've found that when it comes to the electrons and the electronic internet community, uh, Silicon Valley has no purpose. Because I can get online I can do a search for a web developer to fix a problem for me if I don't have a particular piece of software that has been purchased or a subscription that's been purchased to do something. I can go online and we can find someone to do what we need to do for $10. They may be in India, they may be in South America, don't speak English hardly at all, but these people know how to code. They're not sitting in Silicon Valley trying to figure out how to sell more ones and zeros and, and get a constant flow of, of uh, dollars from their more ones and zeros uh, and, and how to maintain their monopoly. The monopoly in, in the electronics world and in the digital world is coming to an end and pretty much has come to an end. Um, shoot, their people writing code just by asking these Google and and uh, Microsoft bots—they're writing code and they're writing books from the bots. Um, it's crazy, and and for them to produce nothing other than a continued stream of income for their shareholders is what their job is now.
1: Right, and illegally obtain patents so they can maintain that 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 that, that revenue stream that it will be gotten revenue stream. But uh, they're creating nothing new. We really have to look at all the patent laws very good. Uh, uh, this, the, what we got in that. They got people who actually go through patents and, and find unused ones, and then they'll, 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 they'll claim it, and uh, they'll make all kinds of money off of it. Uh, without ever having to have lifted a finger. And they didn't even write the patent. They didn't even apply right. for the patents. Right. right,
0: and that's called a design patent. You look at something, you change the design of it a little bit, um, and then you can re-patent it and then market it, uh, especially on, on patents where they, the patent has uh, lapsed. Uh, I looked at design patents for a long time on, on uh, electronic communication security devices. Um, how to to take one that's existing, change a few things about it, and re patent it and market it. It it's pretty common right. to do that.
1: Right, I, I, Like I said, that now now California is complaining. Uh, oh well, 50 percent of their crop failure because they got too much water. uh, not enough too much what did they say about what happened to those people in East Palestine tough because they voted for Trump I feel the same way about Californians uh, and I feel the same way about New Yorkers I don't think in any way they should be subsidized by us red states who are the enemy of the republic as they keep pointing out to us Uh, don't come to your enemy begging for food Uh, If you have any pride, you wouldn't do that. But, of course, pride is not part of their game. Uh, Just looking at Chuckie Schumer, uh, you should know that. Uh, These people not have any kind of integrity, uh, and they will. They'll they'll, they'll try to take, they'll compensate for their lack of a crop from the very farmlands they've been trying to destroy. They've been trying to have Bill Gates buy up as a straw man for them, and the Chinese, they're going to come crawling. They're going to come crawling, and what they need, they need to suffer the consequences of their actions. Now, California should suffer a famine. We'll see how many woke people there are well, after the... In the cities, right. in New York, in Detroit, in I, I want to see them starve for a while. They're all, all of them are overweight anyway. They, they need to suffer the consequences of their actions. They've done a lot of talking. But they produce nothing, and they think they're going to keep living living off of the rural areas. And and it's, we have 20% now saying that 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 we want a divorce. Uh, it should be 100%. Uh, but uh, well, we've got a listener that that
0: wants to have two states set aside for the the black community right. that, that wants to be separate.
1: Right. By all means, oh, take them. I I would. I said. uh, He said they need a port. He's got this all figured out. Uh, He's a BLM activist. Uh, Yeah, Georgia and
0: South Carolina. uh, Georgia?
1: No, not. I I don't think Georgia. There's a lot of old money, and it it might be South Carolina or North Carolina, but they got ports. uh, And. uh, you know those elections are fixed in those states. Anyway, and they've got a border
0: with Virginia, so they can trade with DC because DC centrally located. Centrally located.
1: state. Uh, centrally located, and and uh, yeah. Uh, Fine. Black people want their own part of this country. Uh, they're entitled to it, uh, and they can
0: do that today. They can do that today by just voting with their feet. All they have to do is move from all these cities that they want to. Burn down, move to North Carolina, South Carolina. Take over the legislature, get your governorship, continue. Get your
1: 40 acres and a mule and work it. Whatever.
0: And work it. Whatever. But don't be throwing them people out like they did in Rhodesia or they do in South Africa. Well, we want this area, so we're just going to move everybody out. Don't do that.
1: Let them move with their feet. They can vote with their feet. They don't like living there. They can move. Yeah, well, this country, uh, I told you the one thing I like about Agenda uh, 21, uh, 21 and 30 is the plan to break this country up into 11 pieces. I, I Frankly, I think it should be more than 11 pieces. Uh, we have 50 states, man, uh, and how many, God only knows how many counties we have. And
0: let them shake out. You know, they'll, they will make unions... And contracts between states, and they do right.
1: We'll develop a government. We'll develop an infrastructure. uh, You know, today, and and something like what happened in the Soviet Union in in the twentieth century would never be possible.
0: Well, it comes right back to the same thing. Go to the Constitution. Get rid of these millions of pages of bullshit laws. Look at the Constitution, and it says we have a Supreme Court that, if there are interstate issues, the Supreme Court can look at them. Pretty simple. You know, if, if California renegs on a contract with Nevada and they can't solve it, who's going to solve it? We've got it written in the Constitution how to solve it.
1: It's pretty easy. The the Constitution is so under, this is another thing that they don't teach in schools they should be teaching. <laughs> this is a the Constitution is one of the most, uh, I, 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 whoever, those guys that drew it up, they knew their shit, and they did a really good job. It's probably the best Constitution in the world for anybody, uh, regardless of what government we should have. And I really do believe we should be given a choice between National Socialism, Marxism, Capitalism, whatever, uh You know each county would gravitate towards towards what suited it uh but the constitution should be uh, ne- uh, that should be because uh, that, sh- that that sh- that 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 should be obligatory because if they had had a constitution in the Soviet Union and adhered to it uh that stuff never would have happened either uh.
0: as long as they teach it to the, the children. And it's carried on from generation to generation to generation. Well, the, the knowledge of what's there and what the underpinnings are.
1: The totalitarians, uh, and please don't stop calling them Bolsheviks, stop calling them Nazis or whatever, even fascists. They're transhuman totalitarianists uh, that, that emanate from Silicon Valley. Uh, they want total control. They're in... Why is the totalitarianism right uh, and they, they don't they're not concerned with comp- proving your life one iota it doesn't even cross their minds uh, the reason people like Godfrey Fetter and Karl Marx and Ingels and all the rest of them did what they did e- even the founders of, uh, of this this country who wrote up the Constitution. Uh, you know, I've heard, like, that guy Gotti, the NSA guy, used to work with Kaminsky. Oh, well, they set it up so they could maintain their well Of course they did. But they also set it up so so, so that, that citizens living under them could live a decent life and be guaranteed certain liberties uh, that every human should have. So, you know, there was always uh, an empathy for other living things. That. Does not come from Silicon Valley
0: anymore. It doesn't come from anybody that doesn't put their feet on the grass and their hands in the dirt.
1: Right. Well, it doesn't even have to be. You could be a fisherman too. Uh, You could be a rancher, Uh, producing food. Uh, We've lost sight of our priorities. And a factory is
0: manufacturing socks, cars. Wood for building houses, right. anything they're producing. They're, they're producing a tangible, useful item, even if it's just art. But, art
1: is useful. Well, now that you mention art, I'd also like to say about uh, Stalin that, you know, he, 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 uh, he drew the line at censoring art. And he he told his he told his underlings that that art was off limits that that we don't censor art uh, that that that's you know that's that's the the seed of the nation that's 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 what we're producing you know as many artists as we could be. he mollycoddled artists uh, Bukov uh, the guy who wrote the master, master Margarita there was a bunch of them. he had one living in the Kremlin with him. Uh, He he was a a big patron of the artist arts, and he was dead set against censoring. He even said that you know without criticism, how can we we can't operate without criticism? We'll never look at ourselves. So uh, what you see coming out of Silicon Valley is unprecedented in history. That they think these genetic defects, these geeks. These, these, they're all sexual deviants. They're genetically defective. They're drug addicted, uh, and 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 they, like Phil said, they play with uh, uh, ones and zeros all day. Uh, they, or spreadsheets or whatever. The insolence of them to think they have the right, to silence, any any writer or, or set. Uh, a Set, standard, a standard for, 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 for movies for, for
0: uh. the market sets those standards. The people looking at it, the people listening, the people watching, um, you know they, I read an article this last week by a Catholic school art teacher, and it was uh, very actually it was a post because somebody was in uh, uh, Florence and had posted a picture of Michelangelo's David. And I've seen David. I've seen a lot of Michelangelo's work in Florence and Siena, both, Um, but that's beside the point. The the key here is art, when it is in the public eye, goes through cycles of what is acceptable, what will an artist produce, and be able to get paid for producing, that all changes as society changes. When Michelangelo produced David, David, in his nakedness, was in the center square of Florence. He was displayed in all his wonder, all 12, 14 foot of his wonder, was displayed in the public square, and they loved it.
1: Well, you taught about the horrors of feudalism and, and uh, the uh, aristocracy. But you know what? These people considered it their first priority. to, to, to uh, They financed art, the popes.
0: They were pa- all patrons of the arts. Right. They were patrons of the sciences. And, and everyone benefited from it. And, and what this teacher was getting at was, today Michelangelo would not be welcome in any public square anywhere on the planet. Um, But then it was normal. And it was a wonderful, beautiful piece of art. Look at all of the the statuary from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And then now look at what they're producing. Uh, the differences between those. That is a market difference. It's the individuals and the collective moral and value-based society that determines what is acceptable at that point in time. Uh, Some of the writing from the 1960s, people that, that we know and love, Hunter Thompson and Kurt Vonnegut Jr. And, and many, I can just go on down the line, most of those uh, and their views are, are, would not be acceptable
1: today. I was just going to say, like guys like Hunter Thompson and Kurt Vonnegut, uh, let alone Anthony Virg- Burgess or George Orwell, they would never – ever be be published uh, today in America. And, And
0: that's because of the changes in society and that comes back to the school systems and how many generations have been under the thumb of federal dollars going to those schools and federal people telling those schools what they can and cannot teach. They believe they know what's best no, the people that know what's best are the people in the communities and and i'm I'm about half of mine that this whole plan is going to cause further decline. Um, I always hold out hope for the future, but uh, until we get some people moving and changing things, uh, we see some of it um you know we're not going to teach trans mutilation uh in the schools and some of the states are passing laws for that but if we got rid of the federal department of education and left it up at the state levels and the state of course is everything feeds from the counties to the states then those county school boards can have All of the say-so they need because the money for those schools comes out of their counties into that county school. That money is not coming from Washington, D.C., so they don't have to kowtow at the school level. Anyway, I'll go off on that rant all day.
1: Well, censoring of the Internet is just about the worst mistake we could make. Oh, wow. Wow it's even worse than allowing the government to disarm us because you can take the uh you can take the constitution the first amendment is is, is censorship uh anti censorship uh the second amendment is that you know, you you must be armed You must be armed and, and be able to form independent militias so it's one and two and uh these these are, these these are, this is what's under attack by silicon valley uh
0: and, uh, and through their minions in Washington, D.C.?
1: In Washington, D.C. Who do you think put Joe Biden in office? Why do you think he bailed out the Silicon Valley Bank and it took him a day to do that? Walked up to the podium and scurried away like a geriatric cockroach that he is. Uh, those, those are his backers. They're the ones who fixed the election for him and made it stick. Uh, not to say that uh, the elections it's not the first fixed election it was just the most blatantly fixed election uh, but in any case uh, we have we have the wrong people the wrong people influencing our our, our our legislators and the only way at this point to clean that out is to, to make a clean break from these legislators like I said I I don't want anything to do with Chuckie Schumer. If I seen him in the street, I'd beat the hell out of him. Uh, I, 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 same thing goes with Gavin Newsom. I don't want anything to do with him. I don't want anything to do with Nancy Pelosi. I, I, I don't want anything to do with these people. Uh, why? 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 Why are we living with them?
0: Uh, and the inter- why do we keep putting people in positions of trust
1: that we don't trust? Well. By, 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 by going back to, uh, Pasi Kamatos, uh, Chuck Schumer would no more, longer be a factor in your life if you were in a rural state. He'd just be some Jew yelling racial epithets at you, uh, from far away in a safe place. But now, you give him power, uh, legislative power, uh, and then you get laws like in, uh, that, that Jackson in Texas, uh. Uh, that it's going to be illegal for white people to talk about their replacement, which they are fervently uh, trying to do. Millions Uh, and millions coming across the border. uh, You can just go back and read the clergy plan and understand where that came from. Uh, And
0: they're doing the same thing in Europe. So... And they're getting tired of it. The people in
1: Europe are starting to stand up. Yeah, well, there's going to be a backlash with that whole thing, but... uh, we, 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 got, we, we cannot have these people affecting our lives. Uh, they are rent seekers. They are slackers. And most of all, they're bureaucrats, the same kind of bureaucrats that marched 35 million people to their deaths in the Soviet Union 100 years earlier. Uh, if you don't see the danger, the danger they pose to us by, by, by giving them legislative ability in a state like Tennessee or Kentucky or even Texas, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, Texas has a bigger problem than we do. With the, uh, They have Houston. They have Dallas. They have, uh, uh, they have cities, that, that, that uh, massive cities where, where, where people don't produce. And then they have hundreds, thousands of miles of, of productive land, oil, cattle, Cotton, uh, you know, uh, and you got all these people living in the cities that don't do anything, Uh, even the ones that think they're rich. uh, They're pushing paper around in circles, and they live in a McMansion. Uh, Well, you know, I'm going to,
0: if you stand by here for a minute, I'm going to shift gears because there's something that's been gnawing at me since I've been reading about it. And I made mention of it a couple times, um, and this is a, another point for further discussion. And it and it it ha- doesn't have anything to do with the spiritual world or whether or not we are AI or not. The human-produced artificial intelligence that is becoming greater and greater in society and being developed by people in Silicon Valley and uh, across the planet. Um, Artificial intelligence slash robots, um, if they're to the point where it's a computer program that can generate a CGI um, of a human, and you can't tell the difference whether it's somebody there talking or not, Japan already has newscasters that are uh, AI, uh, CGI, and you can't tell the difference.
1: Well, I believe America has a president that's CGI. Well, there we go. So,
0: <laughs> so consider that, and then consider um, the effect when you start talking about um, DNA manipulation for human enhancement, and you talk about cloning. And now we've got AI, um, and AI. There's a several questions that are going to have to be answered here, and and there's been a lot of books written about it, but what is going to be the artificial intelligence's bill of rights when that artificial intelligence becomes sentient? Sentient. What is the point where an AI is sentient and has sentience? and has a conscience and all of those things uh, that, that make up a human. And what are the human planetary Bill of Rights against DNA manipulation? What are they against taking my DNA and cloning me? Are there any laws? There are some out there that we've heard about. And then AI. Are they going to have to notify you when the newscaster, when you turn on Channel 10 at night, is an AI? Are they going to put up there, this is an AI, not a person? Don't send them an email. (laughs) You know, all of those things we're facing right now. And and as a a species, whether or not we're here as an AI with a, a human body avatar is beside the question. That's a totally different argument and discussion for another time. But the, the things that are becoming reality around us, it would be the same as if an alien came down and we had an alien race that was friendly, they didn't quite look like us, and they had other abilities than us. What rights would they be given because they're not humans? Those are the same kinds of questions we have to look at with AI. And what are we going to allow AI to do compared to humans? If an AI is is self-learning and that AI becomes the control over the entire internet and internet networked communications of the world, well, go back to the, the movie with the the kid, uh, what's his name, anyway, um, war games. The computer took over because it thought it was playing a game. That question has gone on and on and on through time. And it's a discussion we better start having now when people are writing books or letting AI write their books and letting AI write their internet coding, letting AI do these different things. A manufacturing robot knows how to do one thing. It picks up something, puts it on something, welds it, does whatever it's got to do. And that's all that... It's
1: not going to create anything,
0: right. Um, AI, intelligence, is a creative body of its own. That's something that really needs to be looked at and looked at hard.
1: Well, as far as... I can see, I don't think they will ever produce a sentient machine. You can see, like, Phil was talking about these, uh, uh, you know, like if you go on Microsoft and you read those two-paragraph, three-paragraph articles, those are all written by AI, you know? They got some unpronounceable Indian name. If they a lot of stuff name. on Facebook is. Yes. Oh, Facebook's full full, full of uh, bots, and so, uh, as we all know, Twitter is, is 90% bots. Uh you can tell the difference, but you, you, you uh, me—I know right away when I'm reading something by AI. Uh, oh, yeah. It's sterile. It has no soul, and and that—that's—that's that's what you're going to get out of AI, no matter how long they work on it. So, uh, like Phil was bringing up the point—that fat guy that thought his computer was uh, the uh, program was sentient—that uh, happened a few months ago. We covered it. Uh, guy, he's a, what? A, what a loser! But he he wanted he wanted uh, he was talking about uh, uh, rights that this 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 program was sentient and now it needed human rights. Well, it's not human. Don't get human rights.
0: And so it gets some kind of rights, but that, the point there is these are things that need to be put in place as this research and development into that arena is ongoing, because it could come much more uh, prevalent before any restrictions are put in place. And then, well, the war game scenario can be taken to the next level, and an AI could decide every nuclear missile on the planet is going to go off at once because I, the AI, am buried 5,000 feet under the ground in a secure location, and I will continue on.
1: Great. Right. Well, I, as far as I'm concerned, and I've said it before, technology is very overhyped. It's, uh, our lifespans have decreased by three years uh, since the ad- advent of Silicon Valley. They can walk through Walmarts and see how it is shaped. That's another thing. Uh, Curriculum in in, in in public schools, they better start going to a, a, a rigorous gym curriculum for these kids. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll I'll include another article I got about what 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 kids look like in the '60s and '70s, uh, because I remember, I remember, you know. Uh, we'd be playing handball with our shirts off in the summer, all the kids in school, uh, high school, the seniors and stuff. There sure weren't many fat ones. No, I'd be looking at everybody like, you know, like I'd be looking at people's bodies and comparing blacks to whites and how muscle structure, because I have a little of that in me, that Michelangelo thing, and how am I going to develop. and what? My... Everybody was a hard body, man. Uh, well, look around you at these kids now, man. Actually, we're cheating. We're cheating them out of the... As Albert Camus said in the beginning of The Stranger, the the, the thing you need most to really enjoy life and grab all the gusto you can out of life is a strong, healthy body. And these kids aren't getting that. As a matter of fact, they're taking it away from them. Uh, So we're almost out of time now. Uh, I, I, I just wanted to talk about, about we we get s- sidetracked to other stuff. I hope you enjoyed it. But I want you to read, I want you to listen to, to the Gulag Alcapelgo. It's required reading. I, and I, You know what? You guys got grandkids, you got kids, make them listen to it too. It won't hurt them. Go ahead. Well, I'm just
0: sitting here looking at the, uh, the clock ticking down and thinking about the things we covered and how important they are. And I'm going to ask you again to like and share these uh, podcasts, uh, especially if you're getting them off of someplace else besides the Substack. If you're getting them off of Apple or Spotify or iHeart or Google Feed, uh, the RSS is out there um, and and it's available. Uh, Like and share it. Make comments. Uh, we love the comments. Comments drive where we go. Uh, and uh, until the next time, I will uh, bid you farewell. Thanks for joining us for today's Conversations from the Beach. To view and listen to Jack's work, subscribe at jackhart.substack.com. We hope you found today's conversation interesting and informative. Join us next time for Jack Hart's Conversations from the Porch.